When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Athletic Baseball Show. It is Monday, May 15th, and this is On Deck. I'm Steven Nesbitt, here with Levi Weaver, giving you ready for the weekday games ahead. Levi, how you doing? How was your weekend? I'm doing all right. It was, it was busy. I went to go see Cursive. They were just okay. On today's show, we're going to talk about whether the Rays can keep this up. We're going to touch on a couple of the top weekday series. We're going to check in on our arms race to see how I did in possibly defeating Steven. And Steven's got a great story about the time he almost went to prison for arson. Yikes, this is tough. I actually had our first ad read of the series here, and it's from Cursive. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I love Cursive. Look, I'm, I'm literally, I'm wearing my Cursive. This is our first time on video. I am wearing my Cursive t-shirt. Big fan. They played through an album that was not my favorite album, and, uh, and it was just okay. That's all. I love you, Cursive. If Tim listens to this, I'm sorry. So the Tampa Rays, we've reached the quarter mark of the season, and they are still in first place. They're still five wins clear of the next best team in baseball, which, surprise, surprise, is currently Baltimore. But what do we know about the Rays at this point? They had this historic start coming off of a four-game split with the Yankees, uh, a really great series, honestly, which last three games came down to uh, you know one-run finishes. And, and the last, if you haven't seen the end of this Sunday game, it came down to Aaron Judge hitting a, a missile to the wall and Jason Adam, the the, close, the current closer for the Rays, just immediately going like head to the, to the like between his knees. And like, I just blew this. And uh, turns around and realizes the center fielder caught it. And it was great. So that's how close the series was to flipping in the Yankees' favor. They're a great team. Their offense is undeniable at this point. They still sit at the top of every sort of category, Levi, whether you're OPS, whether you're looking at individual leaders, he's basically Brent Rooker and then all the all the Rays at this point. But it's a pitching staff that's just becoming decimated. And they already had some issues with guys who'd hit the shelf with Tommy John. I mean, Shane Boz, remember he was all the, the rage a couple years ago. Tyler Glass now is coming back from Tommy John that had another injury on his way back. You know, Pete Fairbanks, their closer, is now on the injured list. And then we get the big ones. Jeffrey Springs, Tommy John, Drew Rasmussen, flexor strain. He's going to be out for quite a while. And a flexor strain is never good news for a starter. So what do we make of them? Today, are you looking at them like, yep, they're a lock for the playoffs and to go deep? Or are there just too many red flags right now? Steven, I've been asking myself some iteration of this question for like six years now. And the best, the best analogy I can come up with is like, I love to buy a, a vinyl record. Like I have one of my favorite bands and I'll put it on and I'll watch it and I'll, I go, oh, I, I know how this works. You put the needle on and the needle touches the grooves and that sends the sound. I don't have any freaking clue how that works. I don't know. I know what I need to do to, you know, so I can look at the Rays and be like, yeah, they lead the league in Team OPS at 857. Or they lead the league in home runs. They lead the league in ERA. I know that those are all, well, yeah, they probably are going to be the best team in baseball. How do they keep doing that, though, with players? Like, I watched Jeffrey Springs when he was a Texas Ranger. I watched Pete Fairbanks, who was struck out a lot of guys, but also had an ERA over nine in 2019 when he was with the Rangers. These guys go to the Rays and are just 
superstars. So whatever they are doing, like I know it has to be their player development program. So can they keep this up? You look at the list of injuries and like, well, yeah, probably not. So of course they're going to keep it up. They're going to find somebody else that we never expected to be, you know, that was probably pretty good. Who's going to come up and be great. Like of all the teams in baseball, the Rays are the one that the ones that I have the hardest time predicting anything about, because it seems like they always outperform expectations. They always find a way to, to win. And, um, you know, I've got a whole list of things here that we've got, you know, OPS, you've got Yandy, Randy, and Lau in the top 10. There's the band you should go see next weekend. There we go. It sounds like a law firm that's going to represent us when Cursive sues us. Um, they're all good players, right? I mean, Randy Rosarena is a legitimate star. Josh Lau's good, but like, these are not guys that preseason, everyone's going like, okay, all right, who's your, who's your MVP favorites? We're not looking at these three guys. Yeah, I have no idea. They don't have Anybody in the top 10 in whip, hits per nine, walks per nine, uh, strikeout to walks, and yet they have the best ERA in baseball every day, put on the Rays game, and they put the needle down, and the record plays, and beautiful music comes out, and it's devil magic, and I have no idea how it works. Yeah, and now we're in hot water with two things, not just a band, but also the Lowe family, because it's Brandon Lowe and Josh Lowe. They're not brothers, unfortunately, and so here we are. I thought Brandon Lowe was Nathaniel Lowe's brother, and Josh Lowe was the other guy. Did I get this wrong? We're so deep in this right now. We're Hold so on. deep in this. We're gonna, we might just start, up, start the was, episode over. I was almost certain that I was right on this. The Yandy, Randy, and Wander show, I think, may be the way to go. But let's keep cooking on this one because this I is a stretch know. for... Josh Lowe is the... Good grief. All this preparation I do, and I come on here, first time on video, and you guys can just see me freaking sweating. I'm, not, I'm definitely not the first person to do this with the Rays, though. This happens all the time. And every time I chuckle a little bit, like, do your research, bro. This is where producer Brian jumps in with the new segment idea. What's the down low? So we'll be, we'll be coming with you every week. And it's just kind of a pick out of a hat. Which low low do you get? And uh, that's just going to be your update. Almost always going to be raised, but sometimes Rangers. So the, I'm the next month, for- kind of embarrassed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to Nathaniel Lowe if he hears this that I got your brother wrong and thought that the other guy was your brother. This next month for the Rays, they're kind of, I think, atoning for the the relatively easy uh, start they had that everyone got on them for when they were setting records. It goes at Mets, then they host the Brewers, the Blue Jays, the Dodgers, at Cubs, at Red Sox, home against the Twins, home against the Rangers, the world-beating Rangers, uh, before they get a break with four games against the A's. So things get pretty real for them. And when you have a rotation that's now basically Shane McClanahan and Zach Eflin, Two good guys to have, but uh, things are getting pretty thin in the starting ranks, despite the fact that they do have some some guys in the minors with Taj Bradley um, and company to help. Tyler Glassman should be coming back soon. Things are going to get real, and I think we'll know a month from now whether they are going to be sort of, uh, I don't know, the team to beat in the, in the AL East. They certainly are today, but I think we're going to figure some things out in the next month. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort, but it's possible to have it both ways. I'm all set for summer thanks to Mack Weldon. The Vesper polo shirt is so breathable you can wear it on the golf course, but it looks classy enough to wear to a party. The Maverick Tech Chino short is ultra flexible, and the Pima Crew Neck T-shirt is perfect for those casual weekends. There's no need to be uncomfortable in your clothing ever again. Some guys just want to look good without calling attention to themselves. Mack Weldon Apparel gives you understated good looks for understated confidence. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great 
without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. Crazy comfortable but elevated sweatpants. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads. An ultra soft antimicrobial tee for when you need to stay fresh longer. That's the Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code MLBSHOW. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code MLB show. So while we are on the topic of teams that are very good, whose rotations are also decimated, let's get to our first matchup of the week that we want to look at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they're taking on the Texas Rangers, the upstart Texas Rangers. Yeah. The Braves have Max Fried, Kyle Wright, Mike Soroka should be back at some point, but right now their entire rotation is Strider, Elder, and Morton. And and who else? We don't really know. They had a bullpen game earlier this week. They're probably going to do that again against the Rangers. During this week, I was looking through the matchups trying to figure out which one I, uh, we should talk about. I think far and away the most interesting matchup in the sport this week. Yeah, it's teams with identical records going into the week, 25 and 15, but sort of doing it in opposite directions right now. Uh, the Rangers coming off of a couple wins. The Braves coming off of a four straight losses. They just blew one on Sunday. And I had a, a known friend, trusted agent, DM me today and say, did you break the Braves? And I think that's because every week when I'm doing the power rankings with a couple other writers here, it's just it's automatic. Braves number one, Braves number two. Like Don't need to think about it. These teams are, have shown themselves with the class of their league. And here go the Braves. You get Max Freed out, Kyle Wright out. It's in addition to some of these longer-term issues they've had, and we don't know how long those are really going to be. You know, Hiwaskari Noah used to be a dude, right? He's out with Tommy John. Tyler Matzik was was great in their bullpen. He's out with Tommy John. Uh, Lucas Lutke has been out more short-term. But uh, it's a team where you still have Spencer Strider, right? You still have a potential Cy Young winner, maybe the favorite at this point in the National League. And then they have the lineup. Unlike the Rays, they have a lineup where you look at that and say, yeah, that lineup can like like win you games you're not supposed to win. They have... Probably the, the the favorite as well in the NL MVP right now. Well, actually, I don't know who you could pick. Is it Sean Murphy or is it uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, who is leading in runs scored? Almost all the the slash. If, if Luis Arias didn't exist or was back in the American League, uh, Acuna, I think, would lead in every slash line category, uh, the National League. And he's also leading the, the, um, the entire majors, I believe, in steals with 17. So he is back to doing crazy Acuna things. And alongside that, you have Matt Olson and Austin Riley. And Ozzy Albee has been good as well. So they have the type of, of, of lineup that says, yeah, they can keep winning you games in a, in a tough division. Where maybe I wouldn't be so confident in the Rays before this year. But uh, they're hitting. This is a tough time for all this to happen. And uh, facing the Rangers. I mean, that's a, that's a ball club that is, has a lot of things going right right now. Yeah, and they've been doing it without Corey Seager or Jacob deGrom, both of whom are out. Now, Seager's going to be back probably for this series. Uh, It looks like unless something horrible happened today, he'll be back for this series, which is great because it means you can move Ezekiel Duran to the left field. Duran has been really, really good, has really kind of had a breakout year, and left field has been more or less a maelstrom of mediocrity for them, for not just this season, for like 10 years. So if Duran can be your left fielder, phenomenal. Jonah Haim has come on and performed at an all-star level. The rotation has been really great, even without DeGrom. Got some potential breaking news for the podcast. I have not been able to confirm this, so this is a little bit of speculation. However, Cody Bradford, 096 ERA at AAA this year, was scheduled to start on Sunday. Then as of Sunday morning, he was no longer the starter. 
Uh, the Rangers have a TBA starter for Monday. It appears, based on some things that some some rumors and some you know he's a he's a Texas boy, so that he's got people in the state that like to talk. It appears that Cody Bradford will be starting for the Rangers. Uh, we cannot confirm that 100% for sure for journalistic integrity purposes, but uh, the Rangers should have Bradford and then uh, likely Nathan Egovaldi, who's been really great lately. Martin Perez, who struggled a little bit, and will go up against Spencer Strider in that third game, I think. So probably the Braves in game three. But yeah, I mean, this this is two two teams that are really looking to establish themselves as we get to that June 1st benchmark of like, what is your team? The one I want to spotlight, though, was when you normally wouldn't see it's the the twins and the dodgers the dodgers i think despite all the hand-wringing this offseason they didn't do enough they're just waiting for shohei whatever whatever they're still sailing along third best record in the majors just tied the braves on sunday and they're doing it with some of the familiar names with with mookie betts and freddie freeman and will smith max muncie but then james outman is your rookie of the year favorite probably at this point miguel vargas is doing his thing clayton kershaw is is king again i mean it's like every year we're puttering along on the on a one-year deal and he keeps putting up crazy numbers when healthy but on the other side we don't talk about twins nearly as much and if i told you they were in the position they were today at 23 and 18 you'd say yeah it's because byron buxton is doing mvp things and because carlos correa came there against all odds came back back home to minnesota and is doing wonderfully not really neither of them is doing all that great it's been alex kirilov lately and mostly they're starting rotation when's the last time we said that about the twins uh sunny gray is at a 139 era joe ryan 216 pablo lopez was the best pitcher early in the season in the league 347 bailey ober has been really good in a small sample louis varland is next after losing tyler malley to injury and then of course you've got to shut things down two closers really in yon duran and, and jorge lopez so that's my series to watch for the weekend Mine is going to be a little shorter because both of these teams I feel similarly about, but maybe for different reasons. I think the Baltimore Orioles are probably long-term ascendant and will be good for a long time. Lord knows what the Angels are doing. I get confused by the Angels as much as I do about the Rays, but for the opposite reason. I don't think Baltimore is as good as their record this year. I, you know, looking at their starting rotation, a lot of, a lot of FIPS in the fours and close to fives. Their offense is pretty good. Their bullpen's great, but man, that that starting rotation does not appear to me at at the time to be somebody that's to, to be a rotation that's going to lead them to or at least very not deep into the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Angels, when they beat the Rangers, uh, I think that was on Friday, they were tied for first place in the division. They are now in third. They're four and six in their last ten. They just lost series to the Guardians, Astros, and Rangers in the opposite order. It was Rangers, Guardians, Astros. We talk about series that are like, who's going to prove themselves to be the real contender? I think this is one of those that's kind of who is going to prove themselves to be not really the contender. I think the Angels probably are that team that's not really the contender right now. But yeah, I, that, I'm going to be watching that one with a, a little bit of cynicism, I think. Time to check in now on our weekly competitions. Levi, for all the haters who thought that we would, they hoped and were praying we would miserably fall on our faces, honestly, pretty nice showing this first week. So in the the Homer chase last week, a week-long competition, cumulative, you picked Luis Robert. I picked Anthony Rizzo because of matchups. And Rizzo went ahead and hit three homers. Felt really good about that. Well, Luis Robert went ahead and hit three homers on consecutive days in addition to one earlier in the week. You are up, my friend, four to three after week one. On the other side of things, we each picked our one start for the weekend uh, in the arms race competition. Corbin Burns goes out there, six innings, scoreless, two hits, four walks, seven strikeouts. I thought I was going to roll in easily with Not a so 72 fast. Not game so score, 2.0. 
Bryce Miller comes out, the rook against the Cy Young, against the Tigers, goes seven shutout innings, three hits, no walks, three strikeouts, and so we don't know how games, no one knows, that's the thing about game score 2.0, no one knows how it works, and so he comes out with a 79, 79 to 72, you win week You didn't walk anybody, one. that saved me. Just a wild time. So, now we're back to the homer chase for week two, we're going to keep adding up our numbers for the rest of the season. Levi, what's your pick? This took me so long to do, and I'm not going to walk you through the whole process, but basically, short version is, I don't do this so much based on the hitter as I do who they're facing, and all of the pitchers that I wanted to face were not pitching in the first half of the week. I didn't realize that we went for the whole week, so maybe that's maybe I'll change this. No, I mean, it, you know what? I wrote it down. I'm going with it. Coors Field. Uh, the Reds play at Coors Field, so I, I'm going with Jake Fraley, because we can only pick each team one time, right? When else am I going to pick the Reds but when they're at Coors Field? So Jake Fraley's hot. That's my home run pick. I like it. I'm, I'm thinking similarly, not so much against the opponent, but the ballparks that he's going to. I'm going with Patrick Wisdom of the Cubs. I'll scratch the Cubs off the list. They're going on the road to the Astros and to the Phillies, but the ball likes to fly. Uh, you're going you're gonna to destroy me this week. I'm going to take that. He may be on my fantasy team as well. So I'll, I'll take that to the bank. Hey, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, find all our work all week long at theathletic.com. Sign up for The Windup, our daily baseball newsletter with Levi and Ken Rosenthal for absolutely free. You can subscribe for $2 per month for 12 months at theathletic.com slash slash baseball show. Coming up later today on the feed, Starkville with special guest Jim Palmer. Ever heard of him? Oh, man, we ran out of time for the arson story. Well, next week. Give us a follow on Twitter. Levi is at 32EFIS. That's spelled out. I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. That's spelled out as well. We'll be back after the weekday games on Thursday for more of What's on Deck.